0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by David Doan, Chief Executive of RHP, an innovative housing association aiming to be one of the best service providers in the UK. David, Hello. Hi Matthew. Thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, now, normally we get straight into the subject of leadership, uh, but we must touch on the current COVID outbreak. Uh, how has this affected the way in which you uh, operate your organisation?
1: Um, yeah, in, in lots of uh, lots of interesting ways, I'd say. Uh, both some significant challenges, but also some opportunities. Um, for me, as a leader. Um, like lots of people, I'm now entirely home-based. And whilst I miss the day-to-day in-person contact I used to have with lots of my people, I'm actually really enjoying the experience. Uh, And despite many of us now working remotely, I feel more connected to my organisation than before. And I think what's really great is that others feel the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the the key for me uh, about that has been the way in which I've changed my leadership over the last few months. they're you know, placing much greater importance upon, you know, making and sustaining connections with people at all levels of the organization, you know, right from, you know, people providing direct services to customers, which are caretakers, right up to, to board level.
0: Now, when it comes to your change in leadership style, what uh, impelled you to do this? Was it, strictly speaking, uh, the new challenges and it was a natural adaptation or was it a conscious effort?
1: I think it is very much in response to what's happened over the last few months, really, because, um, you know, for me, uh, it's really highlighted the importance, I think, of three things. I mean, the first is uh, of culture, really, and having a really sort of positive culture in in your organisation. And I'm really fortunate because, you know, RHP is an organisation which is really great at adapting to change quickly. Uh, and I think when it comes down to it, you know, the key for us is that we employ some, some really, really good people who care passionately about customers. Uh, and that's made a huge, huge difference uh, when dealing with the crisis we've just gone through. Um, I think the, the second thing for me has been a a sort of sense of the need to to simplify things, really, and to really focus upon uh, core purpose uh, and the importance of making sure that everybody shares that. and. Feels united behind it. So, um, you know, for example, exactly HP, we decided to be, uh, during the lockdown period just try to try and do three things really well. One was to keep everybody safe. Um, secondly, to, to maintain essential services best we could for our customers. And thirdly, you know, keeping the business safe and secure so that when we come out of this period, we can carry on uh, doing the things we're doing, and hopefully making the most of the new opportunities that arise. Um, and I think that the the final thing really for me has been about just looking after people so you know recognition that that really um, the sort of tough times that people are facing our our employees and our customers really emphasised the need for for leaders to have a very communication with people and probably even more so than in the past so we placed a a lot of importance upon just doing some basic things like uh, checking with checking in with people on a regular basis, talking to customers, making sure they're okay, seeing what help and support we can offer. And for employees, you know, really raising um, awareness about things like mental health and well-being just to make sure that people feel valued and supported.
0: We should move specifically on to the subject of leadership. After all, that's why you're here. Um, I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a great, a great question to ask really. Um, and for me, it's a, it's a very personal thing because um, I, I guess my sort of approach to leadership uh, over the years in which I've been doing has been shaped by a real sense that it's about making the most of your life and helping those people that you work with to be the very best they can. Uh, and certainly um, at RHP, Um, what that means to me is about aiming high, really, really high. So so the one thing uh, I don't want to be is mediocre, but to be brilliant at something. And as you mentioned in um, the introduction, what we've chosen to try to be brilliant at at RHP is is customer service. Um, And that's had a huge impact, I think, upon the success of the organisation, upon how people feel about working for it. Um, And fundamentally, for me, leadership is about getting the very best of people who you work with. And that means um, being supportive, encouraging, you know, really emphasizing people's strengths, not their weaknesses, uh, and recognizing rewarding good work performance in as many ways as you possibly can.
0: And how would you describe your normal day-to-day leadership style?
1: Um, now, I think, uh, I mean, very much in line with what we have just been talking about, which is that, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure people would say, uh, working in me, I'm a very ambitious, very given person, uh, and I want to achieve a lot, uh, both personally, but also most importantly for the organisation. However, um, in, in doing so, I, I recognise the importance of taking people with me on that journey, and that's, and that's why we've placed a huge amount of uh, importance upon employee engagement at RHP and really building an amazing place to work. Because uh, it, you know i I'm pretty clear in my mind that if you're going to achieve amazing things you've got to have the support and, and goodwill of the people that you work with in order to do that
0: and where would you say your leadership style was derived from more uh, from a, a particular role model in your past, or is it uh, been formed by situations?
1: Well, I think it's a bit of both really I mean you know I started my career um you know, a long time ago working for uh, local authority housing departments, and they were, they were very different types of organisation from from the organisation I currently lead at RHP, really. And, um, you know, those experiences, even, even though in some cases they're quite challenging, you know, largely about the fact that if you wanted to change, anything, think it took a long time to, to bring about change. You also taught me a lot about, you know, um, the, the type of leader I now need you know, RHP in order to actually do things and help my people to actually drive change and be innovative and creative. I think, I think, secondly, really, I think it's just through experience, isn't it, really, that um, you, know, you learn over the years about what works and what doesn't work. And, and certainly I've learned a huge amount from the last few months, uh, and really a, a, a real strong recognition that. You know, now's the time, really, when leaders need to simplify things and also really pay a lot of attention, I think, to, to human connections. Uh, and that's really influenced my leadership, I think, in, in recent times.
0: Now, when it comes to leadership uh, within a business setting, uh, no uh, task is more taxing than resolving conflict. Do you have any particular methods or rubrics for doing so? I'm sorry, I did not catch that lucky. How do you resolve conflict within the workplace?
1: I'm um, I mean, i I'm a sort of great believer that uh, you have to get things out in the open really. Um, so uh, I don't think there are many things that um, aren't helped by simply talking about them. so I don't believe in, in sort of pushing conflict aside and, and not addressing it head-on really. So uh, I think the sort of conflict that takes place in most organizations. Is, you know, is is pretty is pretty normal and and, and sort of reflects other things and many and how human beings work together. So I'm a great believer in, in calling these things out, talking about them, and trying to find, you know, compromise when it comes down to it.
0: Now unfortunately our time together is drawing to a close, but before I let you go, what does the next twelve months have in store for RHP?
1: Um, I think it's I mean, the way I see it is that despite the you know, the terrible um, human tragedy of the pandemic and and COVID, I think what's really interesting is that the past few months have opened up and created some amazing opportunities uh, for good organisations to to make the most of. And and certainly at RHP, we want to spend uh, a bit of time now just really thinking about uh, what we've learned from the last few months. And in particular, to talk directly to our customers and to employees about what they value uh, and what they don't value about what we do, and then to use that learning we really, to shape our future. Um, and I think um, one thing I do know coming out of this already is that we are definitely not going back to how we used to, to work. Because uh, I, I do think this is a fantastic opportunity to, to improve things and change things, particularly around things like offering people much greater choice and flexibility about how, where, and when they work, Uh, and moving to, uh, I I think, a culture which places much greater importance upon valuing what people contribute and achieve, as opposed to how many hours they work or how many hours they spend in an office.
0: Well, David, I'd like to thank you uh, once again for coming on the program. It's been a pleasure to have you, and I do hope we can have you back on the show again uh, when things get back to normal. But for now, David, thank you. Thanks. That was David Doane, Chief Executive of RHP. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is my exclusive interview with our Chairman, Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett, welcome.